We've got a big announcement, girlies. We're going on tour. We're going on tour. We're hitting the road, Jack. Woo! So don't you come back no more, no more. We're bringing our tour. That's showbiz all that's over showbiz. Ireland. You have to say it like that. Well, oh, but I that's can't sing. Showbiz. That's showbiz. That's <laughs> showbiz. You have to say it like old, old-timey American. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on it I'll work on it we, we, That has to okay. feature In the show okay, I'll work on it I'll work on it We're coming to Name them A city near you We're going to Cork Limerick Galway Belfast And Dublin Yeah sorry about the Midlands But we can't drive And we need to be accessed by train We don't really know Any of those com- Sorry our, our, <laughs> our geography knowledge Of that part of Ireland Is limited But if you want to come see us Go to ticketmaster.ie And Take get your tickets Because they're flying out The door girls And our girlies In the UK and Australia Don't worry because there's exciting dates coming soon. Yeah. Keep the eyes peeled. That's keep all we'll say Keep the eyes and ears or peeled. And the ears, because you yeah. might hear it on here again. Do you keep your ears peeled? Keep the ears clean, I would say. Anyway, maybe. we're waffling. Anyway, also, link in the episode description on how to get your tickets. Exactly. See you then. See you, girlies. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Still waiting. Sorry, is she for real? I'm actually. We need to get a new. We need to get a Google Home. <laughs> She's so annoying. Alexa, <laughs> you're a. B- hey, mammies. I'm Kevin. And I'm PJ. And welcome back to I'm, I'm Grandmam. So first off, we just want to say thank you so much again for the response to episode two. Yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. We had so many messages from people, like some guys are and girls being like triggered, like being like, oh my God, I felt like I was coming out again. And then also just like amazing people showing their support and saying that like, just like so happy. It's been really lovely. Yeah. Like, even there was one in particular that kind of stood out to me, one guy messaged, and I don't know who, like... Don't know him personally, but he messaged and said, um, I wish I met guys like you when I lived in London. Like, I was nearly tearing up at that. That's, That's so lovely. Cute. But I wish I did as well when I first moved over because <laughs> I was like up to 90. I wish I had like friends. Oh. <laughs> also, there was one person, I, I think someone sent Kevin a screenshot or someone <laughs> sent them a Snapchat or something. But like, there's this one girl and she's on the bus. Who are you? She's crying, right? And she's like crying at the podcast. And we love her, and we all. We, I just think she's she could be the new meme. Yeah, I didn't follow world. up on who she actually was, but I because I was just skidding laughing at the photo. So we're launching the search to find this <laughs> mystery woman who we think could be the meme of 2019. Can you help us find this girl? I don't know okay. where in the world put, she is. Put even. up a picture there and let's have a look right. at it. Just because I enjoy looking at it. Okay, so mystery woman has brown hair. Um, she's checkered shirt. Her headphones are kind of knotted, which is 
giving my OCD. Yeah. So she doesn't have those AirPod things in her ear, so we know that she's poor. Um, <laughs> she's definitely working class. <laughs> I don't have AirPods. Neither either. do I. Like, I really want them. Me too, but they're way too expensive. I'm not paying 170 quid for a pair of headphones because I know to lose them in the gym. Not even lose them. I know I'm going to be stepping off the tube and something is going to run up and nick one. What do you do then? <laughs> Who would come up to your ear and just go? Woo. <laughs> I feel like they would. Yeah, maybe. If you're listening, Mystery Woman, and it's you, please drop us a DM or drop us a message. And because basically, we want because we want the rights to be able to use your picture on our social media platforms and put it out there. Yeah, every time I feel upset about anything, <laughs> I send Kevin your picture and go, oh my God, mood. <laughs> so thanks so much, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone. Yeah, no, literally, the support has been amazing, and we're just going to keep thanking you. So, if you every at the start of every podcast, the first five minutes is us just going to be saying thanks because we're still blown away. And that's one thing about Irish people, you we're always like so like grateful for stuff. And you know, one more thing before we move on that I don't get about Irish people when you bump into someone, everyone always says sorry, or if you need to yeah, get past someone, you I say know. sorry. No, bumping into someone, you would say sorry, but like getting past them, they're always like. Uh, excuse, sorry sorry and then I remember when someone says what are you sorry for it's excuse me but also no but like I so I try to stop saying sorry for things right because people are saying oh it's really negative talk and like you need to see, stop being so apologetic for existing but it's like actually no bitch I'm being polite you know what I mean <laughs> yeah no <laughs> like, I don't want to say excuse me no I people are say. saying okay um, don't say sorry I'm late anymore but say thank you for waiting for me imagine me rocking <laughs> up to work and going Thank you for waiting you're for me. You're walking up to work with an iced coffee and your sunglasses on. Going, thank you for waiting for me. I have arrived. If I come into work late, I, I have to, just before I go in, I take a few deep breaths and I jog on the spot so I'm kind of sweaty. And then I run in and I go, oh my God, I'm so sorry I'm late. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. The, the tube was delayed. Then someone punched me in the face. Then I tripped up the escalator, fell back down and had to run up again. And that's why I look like this. I'm one of those people, right? So... Regardless of how early I will wake up to get somewhere on a, at a certain time, or no matter how early I set off, I will always be rushing. <laughs> I am always that fella doing that like half skip, half jog, kind of like semi step ball change yeah. en route to the tube. I, I can never walk somewhere at a camp pace. Oh, I don't even know what the right side of the escalator looks like because I'm always <laughs> on the left running down it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, okay. kids are always in a rush. We're busy. We're busy. We're busy achieving. <laughs> We're busy running home to record a podcast. Okay, we should move on to the team. Okay, so moving on to this week's team, which is flying the nest. Alexa, play "I'm Like a Bird" by Nelly Furtado. Oh, good choice. Thank you. Nice. She's and like a bird oh, by Nelly Furtado from Spotify. She does take ages. She's really getting on my tits. Oh, I love this. I just love the string. I forgot about it. It's so symphonic. Classic Nelly. <laughs> She's actually forgotten gay icon, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Nelly Furtado. There comes a time in every young gay chick's life when he gets too big for that little nest. <laughs> and what must he do? Fly. <laughs> You're beautiful. Oh. That's for sure. That's a tune. Mm. Never ever fade. This was Bohemian Nelly. I haven't actually heard this song in years. This is me every time I eat an avocado. (laughs) I feel like Bohemian Nelly. (laughs) 
I love these Alexa intros. I do too, I'm weak for her. Yeah, but she does just need to quicken it up. Flying the nest, alright? Yeah. I think we need to give a little caveat here because I'm only noticing it now, but you do sound kind of under the weather. Oh yeah, I'm dying of a cold. PJ's so. been a little bit sicky. Yeah, so then I was like, just what did I do? I went to the shop, got me my 7-Up, made that <laughs> shit flat, and now I'm good. <laughs> Everyone, like, why was... It was more so my nan, but like... The solution to any ailment. Flat 7-Up. Flat 7-Up. I up. love it. Oh, as in like, break your leg, pour some flat 7-Up. <laughs> well, with my mum, it was more pseudocream. She'd tell you put pseudocream, pseudocream on yeah. anything. So like, literally, I'd be like, I'd stay in my pseudocream. Pseudocream. Like, I fell down and broke my back. Pseudocream. Pseudocream. Pseudocream for everything. Yeah. No, my mum, my mum does always say, take two paracetamol now. Like, you'd be, be nothing wrong with you. You'd wake <laughs> up and she'd be like... Take two paracetamol now, you'll be grand. I'm like, I'm grand already. You'll be grand because you won't feel pain of any sort. Yeah, that's the thing. So back to the theme at hand, flying the nest. Mm-hmm. So for those of you listening who've listened to episodes one and two, you are presumably at this point aware that we are living in London town. Mm-hmm, really. We're living in the big smoke. Big smoke where we inhale <laughs> pollution every day. We're reducing our life expectancy. But we're happy. It's but look, fine. you know what? Who cares? Our snots are black, our... Our hearts are happy. Our cough is hearty. (laughs) There wasn't really an excitement about moving away from me initially. I was just kind of dreading it, really, because I'm such a home bird. Mm -hmm. And as well, me and my friends back home, there's five of us, um, the lads or the girls, but we were called (laughs) the Sleepover Club. I love it. And it's weird. I think moving away, like, I just had... It was FOMO. I had this fear of missing out and no longer being a part of these people's lives. You know what I mean? Because, like, I didn't leave Cork because I was miserable I did it because like they didn't have the opportunities for you exactly yeah, you know what same. I mean so it wasn't like oh my god get me out of this shocking mm-hmm. city I actually am really fond of Cork yeah but it's it's all the parties for me it was like when you're when like when you're going away it's like we have to meet up we have to meet up oh I was like god. oh my god I'm a celebrity I was like everyone wants to see me before I go I felt so loved and then I'm like oh my god I feel so loved right now and now I'm leaving all these people behind yeah it's kind of mental isn't it it's, it was like it was like you're going away like being like you find out how much people actually care about you and love you. So, like, if you mm-hmm. want to know if your friends like you or not, make up a lie and tell them you're moving to Australia and see how, see how many people ask you for a drink bed. Oh, my God, that's actually... That's, that's a really good way funny. to test it. Everyone's that's always like, one. if I die, who'd come to my funeral? No, tell them you're moving away. If then you, you moved don't... away, who would come to your going away party? That's what you want to think about. And way easier than faking your own death. Yeah, it's probably a bit easier. Just more practical as well, isn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> Funerals are more expensive. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like, I moved here out of like, I want to say necessity as Ooh. opposed to out of choice, really. Yeah. Um, Irish government support the arts and we won't have to flee. Exactly, you know what I mean? I think it's like, I've realised since going away, Irish mams are like the stronghold of the, like, the family unit and the ones yeah. who keep it together. Mm-hmm. And it was only since I moved away that I realised like how emotional my dad actually is. Like he's mm-hmm. always the one, like... Who even still, and I'm over here four years. He'll be the one getting kind of emotional at the airport when he's saying goodbye to me. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know like when the next time he's going to see me. Whereas my mom just was able to keep it together the whole time, and she's very like. But I think it's because she knows that like this is the best thing for you. Uh, yeah, and she's yeah. like, if I don't keep it together, like you know, he's not going to come. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. If my, yeah. that's the thing. If my mom is like in an awful way that day, like I think that would have changed. Yeah. Like how I felt. It's mental. 
Um, and then, like, I saw I went as well, and everyone was bawling crying when I was going on, and I was just seeing everyone off, and it was, it was like, really emotional. Then I got on the plane, right, and my mum, no, just before I went through, my mum hands me, because she didn't come with me, hands me this um, note going, don't open this now until your flight. Me, yeah, okay. Gets a flight. Loads of people wrote me, like, loads of lovely notes, and I was reading them, and it really made my heart, like, warm, right? And then I was like, okay, but I didn't cry yet. Yeah. Next thing, the two girls who I moved over with were on either side of me asleep. Like that's reading the letter from my mum. Like I don't know word for word now, but I literally erupted in tears. I couldn't breathe because I was like, <gasps> I sounded like a siren. The two girls woke from their slumber, looked at me, and they were like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm oh fine. I'm so fine." The Ryanair air hostess trying to sell her a scratch card is in the eyes from you. She can't even get a word in with your blubbering. They all told me shut up. It's just that like you're always constantly thinking, am I making the biggest mistake of my yeah. life? Which is just such a scary thought mm-hmm. and you just need to kind of trust in the notion that you're not. Yeah. But I remember, so my mum came over with me, but she had booked a flight back to go home that night. It was just to literally help me get settled in my Oh, that's a story. I know, it's really sweet, but like, so she was like keeping me calm all day. But it was only when we got to the house and I was staying with a landlady when I moved over first, when I was in first year, which was just like more stories to come. But um, she, like, it was only I realised when I got into the house because I was starting college the next day and she was like, right, let's start making your lunch. And I was like, what? And I was like, you know, she was like, let's throw on a, like, a chicken breast and stuff. I was so clueless when it came to doing everything she was trying she was like right let me see how this washing machine works for when you're doing your washes and i was like i completely forgotten about all that stuff oh, in the lead in, up to i I, way. I realized how spoiled and sheltered i was yeah. when i got my own but then i also didn't want to admit it so here's me yeah i'll be fine i'll be fine not a clue what i'm doing not a notion didn't know how to use the like washing machine but you still I, don't know god bless you your clothes would be reeking after I a wash do. you used to put softener in your clothes till i started living with you babe softener is really bad for the environment babe that's your excuse to go around smelly you know, and not pay for softener hot right now topic <laughs> softener is killing the planet no one's talking about it our height right now is you definitely need to look after the planet but also there comes a line like let's throw in some fabric softener let's boil ourselves you know what I mean <laughs> Jesus Christ okay anyway back to it so we first got we got here we're all settled in we cried wait also I was saying about your mum writing you a letter so at the end of the day when my mum is leaving oh so she'd written me a letter, so I walked her down to get the coach back to Stansted. And like, I'm obviously like, that's when I started being like up the walls and up to 90. And then she was like, I am, um, so I wrote you this letter. And I just went, no. I was like, like, and I was like, that's going to set me off. And she was like, actually, you know what? It was a stupid idea. Oh and my God. I was like, what? And she was like, don't bother, actually. She was like, I don't know what I was even writing in it, actually. She goes, it's only a stupid letter. Oh, and she put it back into her handbag and she just... She just got onto the bus and left it. And she was like, oh, you can open it when you're home next. I'm dead that she just snatched it back out I of your hand. I was like, now, at the time I was grateful. And then I got onto her once I'd like settled in. I was like, like, would you send me that card now with that letter? And she was like, oh, yeah. she threw it in the bin or something. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. I'm serious, where is that letter? I need to know what's on that letter. I know, I would have loved to have read it. But like, at the same time, like, my mum's always writing me. She wrote me a gorgeous text message and stuff as well That's but so there's something quite sentimental about a letter isn't there or something that make, like elicits an emotion in you or makes you cry yeah. like it's, it's like the physical holding of the page yeah it's so something. dramatic it's so like I loved it as in like when I was crying I was like oh my god this is embarrassing but I'm also loving the dramatic moment <laughs> I'm loving uh, the envelope sealed with wax cracking <laughs> it open <laughs> you with the quill ready to write your reply <laughs> on the flight right so there's that 
I was also really lucky that I moved in with an Irish person who I yeah, knew for me. Shout out to Emmett, my main sis from day one. We lived together for three years. Um, but sure, don't all Irish people move in with Irish people? Like, everyone be like, <laughs> I'm room. going to Australia. And I'm like, babe, you're going to a bigger Ireland because when you go there, you're just going to hang around with Irish people. <laughs> like, when I, when I talk to my sister in Australia, I'm like, so how, how, how's your friend? She's telling me about everything when she knows. I'm like, Babe, they're all Irish. You don't know one Australian yeah, person. How long have you been living? She's there the same amount of time as me. We're all so guilty of it. It's, it's, it's just, you know what? It's so comforting to be surrounded by your... Obviously, I've known some other friends from different... Oh. <laughs> Obviously, I've lived with friends. <laughs> Obviously, Obviously friends... we're really popular. But... <laughs> Obviously, I have friends from all around the gaff. But I, like... There's just something... Just so nice and normal and, like familiar about being surrounded by other especially other people from Cork I love it it's basically when you go on holidays to Santa Pons and you spend your whole time in the Irish fair <laughs> so my first year living over here as I said I was really lucky that I was living with another Irish person like yeah. that made the world of a difference mm-hmm. and as well because I was so busy as in, like, my training was, like, really intense. I didn't have a lot of time to, like, miss home. Okay. And then at the weekend, you'd be so exhausted from, like, your week. Mm-hmm. You'd literally... And you have, like, adult things to do now. So you have to do your wash. You have to do your shopping and stuff. Yeah. It's like I didn't have the time to be homesick. You know yeah. what I mean? Now, obviously, I didn't miss people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember I definitely, like, cried one or two nights when I was having an off day. I had the opposite. I had the worst first year ever away. Really? Like it was literally the. I think it was the worst year of my life. Well, like obviously, you know, this was all, like in in one year in this whole year. So I moved to London. I came out as gay. My dad died. I dropped out of college. Like it was like everything in the one year. So it was like boom, boom, boom. You move back to Ireland. I don't know why I didn't move back, but I stayed anyway because I'm stubborn. Because you knew I was coming over the next year. <laughs> You're like, it will but all be fine. I used to. So we moved in into this. I'm not messing like a heroin den. People used to come visit us and be like, "Oh my god, do you live here?" I think we should move on and like, what were like the standout differences when you moved over here that you were like, either there a difference between Irish people and English people, or just like, yeah, just differences in how things worked. The first main difference or struggle is the accent because when I first got here yeah. I'm not because I had a really strong North Cork accent when I first really? got here really I can't imagine what that would sound like <laughs> I know it's still strong but like like I landed and people I would literally ask a question and they'd be like what? I'd say and the third time and I could just see them say like yeah and smile yeah. or like I'd tell a joke and they wouldn't laugh and I thought it was because they didn't <laughs> get my sense of humour but it's because they just didn't understand what I was saying are you sure though? <laughs> Also, a good thing to mention here, we had some feedback about the podcast that people who weren't from Ireland didn't know who was speaking. Which I don't get, because you're posh. You're common as muck. <laughs> you're so posh. How am I so posh? Baby, you're from the south side of Cork. Oh my god, I'm from Donnybrook and... Oh, actually, I should be telling people where I live tonight. <laughs> my address is... My air code is... But it's, we don't sound alike at all, I don't think. I don't think we do. Also, I a noticeable lisp. Which I've become ten times more aware of since yeah. listening back to this podcast. You have a complex now, which is good. I'm such a complex. Someone once told me it was cute and I was like, no, nah, they were definitely lying. So, now. from now on, so this is PJ speaking, I am PJ. This is Kevin speaking, lock it in. This is Kevin speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What are the differences did you notice? Okay, not so much a difference, but a thing that I hadn't expected was like, a lot of English people don't understand the concept of Ireland. Oh. People don't know that you're a separate country, that you're like a separate like island that you're not connected. So people, 
I remember people even asking me like, or people shocked that I used Euro and stuff. People were shocked that I had to fly to England. They were like, no, maybe I just encountered a lot of like thick, stupid people. No, I was inside getting my phone for like my phone bill, and you one just didn't understand that I need a phone. Like, like, and that I, I, this is a new thing to me. She couldn't look up my credit details. I nearly stood up on the counter and read Michael Collins's speech <laughs> <laughs> from the rising because I couldn't deal with her. I was like, Eamon de Valera is rolling in his grave. One thing as well that I quickly um, became aware of and had to definitely check myself for was. So in Ireland, um, we definitely have a tendency to like, as banter, we like rip each other. You know yeah. what I mean? We take the piss out of each other. And always in good humour and good nature. Like people are rarely getting offended because it's they know it's for the laugh. Yeah. Whereas over here, you'd be like, oh my God, stay there one. They don't know what stay means, number one. First then, of all, yeah. But like, or you'd say something and someone be like, what, Peter, that's so like mean. Yeah, and you're like, no, it's not, babe, it's funny. It means I like you, babe. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't I wouldn't feel comfortable like dragging you if I didn't like I you. wasn't your friend, you know what I mean? I think we got away with that for a bit because we're gay. So don't like the stereotype of being gay or quite bitchy. So they're like, Oh, they're just gay, but no, babe, we're just Irish. No, we're just Irish and like everybody does it. Yeah. Uh, another difference I noticed is that like English people or like anyone who moved because obviously when we moved into these colleges there was people from all over the world coming and one difference I noticed that they believe in themselves way more Mm -hmm. it's like I felt like Irish people are way too apologetic for being themselves completely do you know what I mean it's like I'd be mortified now if I went for that because people would be like what's she doing no you're so right it's almost like we apologise for being good Mm -hmm. you know what I mean which is like sad in a way but again it's very much ingrained in like Irish person's nature like just to be like that you know what I mean mm-hmm. but like whereas I think English people are more unapologetic about being fab you know what I mean yeah. and so you should be it's definitely that is something that we could work on like 100% or like you know even like the idea of like not being able to take a compliment or something it's so true for Irish people like you say oh my god like you were oh my god you look unreal or something like, and you'd be like no oh, I no, don't look at me. Look oh at my, my hair, god Jesus. look at my hair oh my god my top's from pennies my GHG cars didn't come out the way I wanted them to <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. <laughs> when I first moved over, like you just have this like inclination when you're passing someone on the street to look up and say hi or chat to him or something or like if you're getting on the bus and you're on a bus stop with an old lady like you'd be like you know you want to say like how are you doing love you know what I mean yeah but they just automatically assume you're going to attack them rob their parts and <laughs> spit in their eye <laughs> you know what I mean it's like babe look at me look at these skin tight jeans I'm not attacking nobody no how yeah I you just know I mean? with your bag up the set <laughs> okay so my main takeout from my first year here is the amount of Irish pride I felt from the moment I arrived like I was proud to be Irish back home you know yeah but like the minute my foot touched that tarmac 
at Sunset Airport, I started doing river dance to the terminal. <laughs> it's just this new found feeling of being Irish that you yeah. obviously don't appreciate when you're surrounded by Irish people. Only Irish people. Okay, so everyone probably knows already about this tweet because when it came out, it went off. But it was like, so it's tweeted by Dervla. Dervla, like, credit to Dervla. Cla- also, like, how ironic that she's the most Irish name ever. And also, sorry if you're trying to pronounce that in a Starbucks in <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> There's no V in Dervla. That's just a hint we'll give. Okay, so the tweet is, me in Ireland. Ireland is tiny and miserable. Me anywhere else. I'm from the Emerald Isle. The island of saints and scholars. I was born on a stone wall. Kerrygold butter runs through my veins. My father is a pint and my mother is a pack of potato. I would die for dust in the turkey. I know, obviously, like, so... <laughs> Come out, she black! <laughs> Dorfla is a poet. She is the next W.B. Yeats and people need to respect her. That literally encompasses what it's like to be an Irish person abroad. What would be a good thing to do now might be to, like, include our guests this week. Yeah, so obviously, um, last week we didn't have a guest, or the week before, because we don't know what we're doing. No, but also because we're so good by ourselves, we didn't need a guest. <laughs> so this week we're giving you a number of guests from all over the world, honey. International, <laughs> bitch. Okay, so the following is from some Irish expats who we got in touch with um, to get them to send on some phrases or iconic quotes from their own mams. And be excited. Very excited. Oh my god. Okay, press play. Mm-hmm. Let's zoom in. Hello. Um <laughs> sorry, this is like my tenth attempt yeah, at trying to do this. Um my name's Beverly. Ooh. I'm originally from Middleton in Cork. Yo. Uh I'm currently living in London. Ooh. <laughs> um and what my mom used to say whenever she served us dinner back home. And my brothers didn't like the look of it. She, she used to just go, will you ever just shut up and shove it in your gob? Oh my God, savage. Oh my God, hilarious. Beverly's mum is hilarious. That's such an Irish mammy thing to say though, isn't it? Go on, number two. Hey guys, my name is Jessie and I'm from Dublin. She sounds like she's from ASMR. I now live in South East London. Woo! Bit of background for my Irish mammy quote. I am here studying a master's. I always have yes, essays due. On, my mum knows I'm a real perfectionist and won't hand it in to the last minute, even if it's done. So she always rings me on the Sunday night before it's due, um, around eight or nine o'clock. And within two minutes of the conversation, she'll be asking me about the essay, how it is. I say, yeah, it's grand. Still grand. doing it, yeah, ma'am. Well. Need to get back to it now. And she'll always respond to it. Oh, Jessie, will you ever go and put it to bed? <laughs> go and put it to bed. Yeah, put that's such bed. like, my mum would just be like, get over it. And I'm like, no, mum, I yeah, have to I finish know. it and get it done. Yeah. That's such a nice memory thing as well. It's getting... I'm loving these. Yeah. My name is Lindsay. I'm <laughs> PJ's sister. <laughs> so I'm sister. Me from Cork, but now I'm living in Perth in Australia. Um, <laughs> an iconic quote from our legend of a mummy. What new that? Uh, she actually has loads and loads she has the same for everything Jackie and I does. do find myself saying loads of them but one that I do really like is um, we never died a winter yet <laughs> so like if you're worried about money or do you know if something's kind of going wrong it's like we never died a winter yet it just means like 
It'll be fine. Oh, I love it. Uh, so yeah, that's one that I really like. That's literally one of my favourite quotes from my mum as well. That's like, so cute. Well done, Linz. Good pick. No, literally, it's pure... Like, she always used to say it to us. I'd be like, oh, ma'am, I don't know how we're going to do this. And she's like, we never died a winter yet, boy. I love that. Down. I've never heard that. We've never died a winter yet. My mum's never said that. New the car, boy. Hi there, Kevin and PJ. Uh, this yes. is Cathy. I'm a proud <gasps> mammy. And I yes, love listening Kathy! to your podcast. Um, as you can probably tell, I'm originally from Cork. Um, now I'm living in Edinburgh. So I'm mm. one of the many Edinburgh. Irish expats, I'm sure. <laughs> Who loves your podcast? Um, I really love listening to it because uh, your Cork accents are so soothing and remind me of home. My mom is from just outside (laughs) Cork City herself. When uh, she hears someone mention a name of a person that she has never heard of, and her answer to that name is always, "Oh yeah, I know that person." they used to wash for us long oh, ago wash. until we fired them for eating the soap. <laughs> <laughs> what phrase is that? Well, Kathy, you're going to have to come on and explain that one to us. Kathy, you need a future episode. I kind of love what? it though. <laughs> My name is Aideen. I'm oh. half Irish, half German, originally from Cork. Woo. I Mom's currently live in Okinawa, Japan. Oh, and Japan. a classic mammy saying from my German mum, but who lives in Ireland, is your dad thinks the Dunn store's wine glasses are tacky, but sure they're made from Waterford glass. <laughs> but she says it in a German accent. Oh my god. I love it. I know Aideen's man bad and like I just hear her saying that it's hilarious. I know her as well, babe. But I know her more. But I love her she loves me like. Oh, that's hilarious. Made from Waterford Crystal and Dead. I think there's one more, is there? Is there two? I think there's one more there. Hello, oh. my name is Killian. Uh, I'm is from it? Cork and I'm currently living in Dubai. Dubai? And oh. the following is a typical Irish mammy text. A text, I love Morning, it. Morning, Killian. How are things with you? All on a high after Ireland's win today. <laughs> Cold today, but at least it's dry. <laughs> Pat and Co. are in Boston for Connor's match. It's on Tina G at 5.45 today. TV guy. I suppose you heard Kieran and his wife are opening the local pub in April. <laughs> John McCarthy is in hospital facing heart surgery in a week nice. or so. Tygo Leary's wife is also facing heart surgery this week. All the news. Two of them are in the same corridor. Valerie's brother, Pat Joe, had quadruple bypass last week. He's doing okay. <laughs> I've gotten this Sarah is before. home staying with her mother. Did you get your driving license sorted? A letter came in the post in, for you. Will I open it? <laughs> Mind yourself over there and don't be drinking too much. That's lovely. That's so lovely. Oh my god, the letter one. My mam is forever wanting to open my letters that get sent. No, but like I love the fact that mammies always go like they give you the full rundown of the day, what's happening, then they tell you what's happening in the whole village. Everything that's happening to someone and someone's always dying. It's no, you know what? It's always someone's heart. Yeah. Is that like a reflection of like I think it's the dairy. The dairy in Ireland everyone just relying on the milk. Alright, anyway, but thanks so much anyone who sent in stuff. We actually had such a laugh listening yeah, to Yeah, thank you so much. And I know it's a scary thing to record yourself on the thing, but now you appreciate what we do every week. Exactly. You'll be more appreciative of what we do for you guys. <laughs> no, but thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And if you have any other stories... <laughs> just send them in. They might be featured. <laughs> yeah, DM us. I do miss home and I love going home yeah. for a certain period of time. Yeah, exactly. If, if I love, I get there the first few days I'm like, I'm never going back. I love this place. It's amazing. Yeah. It's two weeks in and I'm kind of like, 
time to go back. I know. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's really tough when you're coming from like a capital city like London where there's something on every, every day, day. Yeah. To then go home, there's not as obviously there's still stuff going on. But and I like, think it's getting better. It definitely is yeah. getting better. I love how like foodie like Cork has gone. There's so many like yeah, nice restaurants such and bits. Foodie bits. And all of those glam cafes coming up. Shout out to Soma Coffee Company. Three Jim foods, Co- babe. Three foods as well, That's but I'm weak babe. for Soma. I love going in there with a book, pretending I'm reading. I obviously love being home. And I love going home and spending time with my mum and all the lads and the gals. But I don't see myself leaving London for another while. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, same exactly. Do you see yourself ultimately settling down in Ireland or? London or elsewhere in the world that's something like it's such a weighted question because like that's something I always ask myself and obviously talk to Jose about it as well because I I see myself being with him for the rest of my life Um, we need an episode on Jose I think because no one knows like how much I love him he's such Um, a dose but uh, and a ride (laughs) alright get over it there babe so like we always talk about like where we settle down eventually and like Mm -hmm. Because he's from the Philippines originally. You're going to go back there. No. Why are you laughing? No, but like, I, I don't think he wants to. But like, yeah. so like, I don't know what's happening. So like, I don't, I don't think, I'm, I don't really see myself staying in England forever. I love Ireland, but I don't know, do I want to go back like full time? Like I'd lo- definitely love to have like a house, me thinking I'm going to earn so much money. This podcast better be excess on because, <laughs> no, but like I'd love to have a house that I go back to oh, yeah, and then like dream. live somewhere else. But like we still don't know where we want to like properly settle down. Like I don't think Jose wants to live in Ireland. Um, like I don't think we both want to live in England. Like, but basically we don't know what we're doing, yeah. but who does? You babe? don't need to know, but I just thought you might, cause I have thought about it. Do you think you go back? Well, even though I haven't found a fella yet. So you don't need a fella I'm, to settle down, babe. <laughs> Independent woman. But surely I'd have to discuss with him. But I think ultimately I do want to move back to Ireland. And like, I really like the idea of having kids. Like, I love children and stuff. So like... You would be such a good dad. I, I, nearly, I nearly said, like, I got a tuck on my hair there. Oh, yeah, oh, I would. You'd be such there. a good dad. And you best believe that that child is going to be playing every instrument... They're going to be on the swim team. Oh, as in the, the child is going to resent me for pushing them so hard into every activity. Like, as soon as they come out of that surrogate swim, I'm going to be <laughs> stretching them. Like, they're going to be giving me full splish. They're going to be a gymnast and the Irish team. My but- sister used to kill me because when um, my niece and nephew were young, I was always like, when I'm holding them, she'd be like, PJ, stop, because I'd be pushing their foot up to their head. And like, I know flexibility th- is good for whatever they want to exactly. do in life. Exactly, they just need a chance. Even for, like, digestive transit, you want to be, like, moving their <laughs> limbs about. And, like, blood circulation and stuff. But um, I think, ultimately, like, if I used to have kids, um, I'd want to rear them in Ireland. Just because I'm yeah, so grateful. I'm so grateful. Like, for like, even, like, even Cork, like, like, yeah, I'm living in London now and I'm harping on about how fab it is. I wouldn't ever, like, raise a family in London. No disrespect yeah. to you if that's what you're doing, like, go do it, but presumably you're not doing it in Stratford, you're doing it somewhere nice <laughs> in, like, Chiswick or somewhere. Yeah, you'd have to move to, like, a glamour place. I have had it at the back of my head. I think I will go back to Ireland. I think and then, but then, like you said, have that, the summer houses elsewhere. Yeah. So, you know, Miami... One in the Swiss Alps um, for the skiing trips. <laughs> no, but seriously though, I do I do want numerous real estate, so I need to get I need to stop recording oh. this podcast and go do a job that's gonna make me money. One thing that makes me so proud of being Irish and makes me feel like I wanna get back home is when like because I was living over here when the marriage referendum took place. And I remember that day when I found out yeah. that it was like a successful yes vote. I remember the pride in my heart. Mm-hmm. Like literally, my chest was about to explode, literally. and I was just like, 
shouting on the streets of London. Or even like last year when the referendum happened for the abortion rights campaign. Yeah. I remember going, I went home like to, for, for voting for that and just mm. seeing like the ways of people that were coming back to Ireland to do so. Like that was such like, that's a historical moment like, in time. You know what I mean? And yeah. then people will look back and then be like, look how compassionate the people of Ireland were who were living abroad and came back to like make this really yeah. important. I feel so proud to be Irish from all that stuff that happened between, between Repeal the Eighth and between the um, equality votes. Because I just feel like we're getting back to that fighting Irish mentality. Yeah. Like, you can't keep us down if we're going to, if someone's being mistreated, we're going to sort them out and we're going to, we're going to fix this. Like, we're, ju- we're not afraid to fight for what we want now, which I love. And it makes me like, completely. I'm like, Rah! Yeah, it's like, but Ireland is like getting this um, international reputation back that we're like, a country of change and a country of like and it is a lot of it is down to the young people of Ireland who are it like we're, it's like we're not going to sit around and talk about it or we're not just going to share a status we're going to actively go about making change exactly. in this country and it's like that is so you know what I mean that's yeah. that's one of the best things about being Irish and living away is like seeing what your country is up to since you've gone okay so with this burning green emerald flame in the piss <laughs> of my stomach I bid you adieu. <laughs> we say Slana Walia. Slana Gafol. Birk Chanona Dasagwiv. Gnomian Talev. Lads, we need to remember that there's so many English people listening to this. Basically, we just said bye. Okay, so wrapping up, I suppose, what have we learned from moving away? And is this a good thing? Yeah, I think it definitely is a good thing, and I'd recommend it to people. Like, there's definitely in Ireland there's more of a culture for people to stay in the family home mm-hmm. and live off their mum and dad for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. But like, and it's very daunting to like move away initially, but like once you get over to wherever you're mm-hmm. traveling to, like, you know, you get used to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as well, I would say like, move away and try it. Cause like, if you don't like it, you'd be like, bye, I'm going back. Like, it's exactly. not like no one's going to be like, like close the gates of Ireland once you get exactly. to Ireland. You you're so I mean? right. Because I think, there's this notion that you couldn't possibly move home because you built it up so much and now you're living over yeah. here and you have to like it. Like, sometimes it doesn't work out, but like, that's okay too. You just, yeah. you go back to Ireland, you know what I mean? So, and like, it's a beautiful place, so. Yeah, exactly. So it's win-win, you know what I mean? But like, also, don't be afraid of stepping outside your comfort zone. Basically, yeah. That's the main thing. It's like, it's going to be hard when you get here and that's the reality you have to face. But just make sure you surround yourself with the right kind of people. Yeah, and also maybe get a crash course from your mum how to do like washing. basic bits <laughs> doing the washing doing a bit of ironing I still do an iron since I've lived over I haven't ironed one bit of clothes since I've been here like yeah so actually don't even look that up Um, yeah maybe like nail down one or two like staple dinners so you're not living on pasta every day or life yeah. which I still am and I'm 40 years over here Um, <laughs> and also make sure you know everything that's happening and then get on to people who are over here like, if, you have, if you're moving over to London, lads, basically, just message us. Just get on to us and get a Monzo card because it makes your life easier. If you don't know what a Monzo is, look, look it up. <laughs> okay, so we've flown the nest, but we're still trying to figure things out. Yeah, everyone is, you know what I mean? Everyone's still figuring it out and trying to navigate their way through mm-hmm. life. And if anyone says that they have everything sorted or is trying to make it out that they know what they're doing, they don't. They're liars. <laughs> Lies. Lies of Manella. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, baby, you don't need those in your life, so throw them in the bin and keep walking. <laughs>
Period. <laughs> okay, so I think we should sign off now. Yeah, exactly. Give um, us a hair on us now. <laughs> go on, so uh, we'll talk. We'll see you in two bye, weeks. Go on, so long before. I'll chat you later, Pete. Talk to you later, nice bye. Chat. Tell bye. your mum I was asking for her. See you later. Talk to you. Bye, bye, bye. Go on, bye. Thanks for listening. Bye, love you. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, 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 bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.